Welcome to another episode of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo. Colleen Daniels broadcasting from home. Robbie Terry and Stacy Main are here in studio. Thank you for being here. Coming up on this episode, news and local weather for the upcoming week. And as always, we will conclude this episode with the trivia question of the week for a $25 gift card to Fish City Grill. Let's take a look at this week's headlines. Local protest remains calm amid the chaos around the country. Mansfield residents speak out on attending the protest in Dallas Friday. Did a meteor cause a major house fire in Mansfield? We have the answer. Pickled Mansfield denied supplemental funds by the council. The city implements phase two of reopening Mansfield. It may look fake, but don't toss that debit card that you received in the mail. Man's best field, Dog Park, is set to open. Ben Barber's students' hard work launched into space. Are you out of work? The coronavirus has created a slew of job openings. Alexa is here with the weather, and we have an in-studio interview with off-the-beaten-path restaurateurs Jan and John Cox of Stevens Garden and Grill. We are Mansfield's only source for news, talk, and information. This is About Mansfield. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. With the exceptional amount of rain that we've experienced so far this year, spring is a vital time to clean pool filters, skim leaves and debris, and keep skimmers clean to ensure proper circulation as well as keep your pool sweep in good working condition. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Hi, I'm Carmen McMillan, Executive Director of Mansfield Mission Center, inviting you to make our thrift store your one stop for shopping, donating, and volunteering. When neighbors buy your donations, the proceeds help other Mansfield neighbors in need with free services including financial assistance, employment help, food, medical, dental, and vision care. Voted Best Thrift Store in 2019 by Living Magazine, the Mansfield Mission Center Thrift Store is located at Broad and Walnut Creek. For more details, visit our website at mansfieldmission.org. That's mansfieldmission.org. Welcome back to About Mansfield. Dozens of Mansfield residents showed up Sunday afternoon at the corner of Broad Street and Holland to protest the death of George Floyd. Organizer Terry Chantel said the event was very peaceful. For the most part, when I say most part, like 99%, it just felt very community-driven. Because it's in Mansfield, maybe, because everyone lived here, so there was a connection there that you felt, even though you didn't know anyone. And I think that's probably a unique feeling than going downtown, right, where it's just a, this mass of people. With major protests in Dallas, Fort Worth, and Denton, About Mansfield asked Chantal why it was important to gather here in Mansfield. Mansfield is a place that is just supportive of humanity and basic human rights. And we just wanted to send that message that we're here, we feel the hurt, we're here supporting each other, we are a community that stands together, and we are willing to be inconvenienced to send that message out to everyone in the community. The protest was peaceful enough to where little police presence was required. Chantel, who was on site for several hours, describes her only interaction with Mansfield's finest. An officer, I shook hands with him. He was crying behind his mask with a cracked voice. He just said, thank you. It's been a hard week for me. So a white police officer shook my hand. We took pictures. He, he brought cases of water. The only police presence was to contribute and to show support 
and to say thank you. And that was two different police officers. I have no idea who they were. Speaking from the protest, Mansfield resident Sophia explains why she was protesting. Society in America right now is extremely messed up. This is the exact same circumstances that people had in the 60s. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. It doesn't matter what gender you are, what sexual orientation you have. You have a voice and it matters. It's just really sad to see that the people who were protesting against segregation in the 60s are still protesting about the same issue today. What started out as a peaceful protest at the Dallas Police Department Friday night turned ugly after midnight. About Mansfield spoke with Sarah, Carla, and Candy, all Mansfield residents, who attended the protest. Sarah, why did you go? I went because... I, I've never been to a protest before, um, and things aren't changing, and I wanted to be a part of a, a peaceful protest and get out there and see, try to take the temperature of what's going on in our area. Granted, it's not Mansfield, it's Dallas. Uh, there was one in Fort Worth, but that's why I went. I wanted to go and um, try to, you know, join together with the rest of them to, to see what can be done you know, versus not doing anything at all. And so I went. I left work and I went. How about you, Carla? I just felt that it was just important to show support. Um, And so this happens once, you know, this is kind of like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity to just kind of just show support for everything that just transpired. So I went ahead and decided that that was something that I felt in my heart I needed to do. Candy, why did you attend? I think a big part of me just really wanted for others to be able to feel that, you know, they're not alone because, you know, I'm not black, I'm Mexican. And I don't want people to feel like this is happening to us and nobody else understands. Sarah, you attended the protest alone. Was there ever a time that you felt unsafe? Yes. Three different occasions I was told that I could not leave. I could not break police lines. I wasn't able to leave. And on the fourth attempt to leave the protest when things turned super ugly, super legal, and super not what I was there for. I straight up told the the police officer, I am going to walk. You'll have to arrest me um, because I I cannot be associated with what is now transpiring over there. And I'm going to walk past you and I'm going to go to my car. I tried to leave three times before that on my fourth attempt. They let me pass. Candy, you attended with a couple of relatives. Did you feel safe? In the beginning, when we, when we initially arrived, yes. And then shortly after that, the police started using uh, tear gas. And those just sounded very loud and got a lot of reaction from the crowd. And at that point, no, I did not. Carla, what was your overall impression of what you witnessed? I think the tensions were pretty high on both, you know, all of the protesters that were there and the police, you know, tensions were just really, really high. You know, while they were trying to do their protest, I think, you know, there was a couple of times when I was there that they went ahead and they shot off the tear gas. We could definitely smell it, but it didn't affect me as as much as it affected all the people that were in closer proximity that than from where I was. Candy, tell me about the woman who took a stand. There was one young lady that was standing there and she just stopped and stood in the middle of the street and she just put her hands behind her back, wasn't aggressive in any way, and she just stood there. And she stood there by herself. And I took a picture of it because she was standing there looking and there and at that point there was a police officer standing there and he's dressed, you know, in riot gear. 
And he's standing there just staring right back at each other. They're just standing there looking at each other. I don't know why, but that moment just really kind of captured it for me where it was like, you know, we need to really just stand here and, and, and stare at each other and really figure this out, you know? Um, and that, that moment to me, I was like, wow, that was a really powerful moment just witnessing that. And then they started throwing the tear gas and she still stayed. Sarah, do you think the police handled the situation well? I do. They were, for the most part, very respectful and silent. I made eye contact with so very many. I think several of them, even within the the crowds that were screaming and profanities at them, you know, I mouthed silently several upon several upon several times to these officers, you know, thank you, be safe, you know, praying for you. Because to say something like that out loud to these officers in the crowd that I was in at that given time would have ramifications physically towards me. A bright green fireball, possibly a meteor, fell from the sky Thursday night, and it could be seen across much of North Texas from Burleson, throughout Mansfield, and as far as Mesquite. Coincidentally, a major house fire on Matlock Road erupted around the same time, and social media started putting two and two together, thinking that the fire may have been caused by the falling metagalactic mass. Jeff Smith is the public information officer for the Mansfield Fire Department, and he debunks the meteor theory. The initial 911 call was received at 9.11 p.m. Uh, The fire was quickly extinguished in about an hour. Fortunately, there were no injuries to citizens or firefighters. Uh, I know there were some comments or or some concerns that it may have been possibly caused by a meteor that was seen streaking through the sky. Uh, And that was actually around 9.30, I believe. In fact, one of our fire investigators saw it while he was already en route. So the meteor has been ruled out as a possible cause. It's still under investigation at this time. If anybody has any information or saw something or someone there, we ask that they call the fire marshal's office at 817-276-4790. There is no official word on what the green fireball was. According to NASA, meteoroids enter Earth's atmosphere at high speed and burn up. The fireballs, or shooting stars, are called meteors. When a meteoroid survives a trip through the atmosphere and hits the ground, it's called a meteorite. One local nonprofit was denied financial support by the city council at their most recent meeting. About Mansfield's Robbie Terry has the follow-up story. As we reported on an episode a couple of weeks ago, local nonprofit Pickled Mansfield Society approached city council asking for $90,000 of supplemental financial support by way of the hotel occupancy tax coffers due to having to pay vendors or refund sponsors for their pickle parade in Palooza, which was canceled just a day before the event was to happen. Governor Greg Abbott shut down all social events statewide due to the coronavirus outbreak. It took council less than two minutes to introduce the agenda item and ultimately, in a six-to-one vote, declined their request for funds. Councilperson Julie Short explains. After consulting with the city attorney, he did advise us that when you are spending hotel occupancy tax, it is public funds. And when awarding public funds, we have a legal obligation to produce a benefit. 
and I know the plan was to produce the pickle parade as scheduled. It is a huge benefit to the city and to the different businesses that are downtown and around the area. It brings, brings in a ton of people. We appreciate that and really does kind of put Mansfield on the map. So we're thankful for all of that. And we had awarded $36,000 this year in good faith for the event. And we are still giving that amount. Uh, because we appreciate everything that was done, but legally we cannot spend additional public money for an event that it did not take place. So at this time, the chair is recommending that we deny the funds. Councilman Mike Lehman was the lone vote in support of the supplemental funding request. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Robbie Terry. The City of Mansfield released Phase 2 on Monday of Welcome Back Mansfield with the reopening of several municipal facilities, including the Mansfield Public Safety and Municipal Court Building, Mansfield Animal Care and Control, the Chris W. Burkett Service Center, the Mansfield Economic Development Corporation Building, and the Parks and Rec CVB Building. The City of Mansfield would like you to know that even though the public safety building is open, the municipal courts are still closed. Some Americans may be unknowingly throwing away their long-awaited stimulus payments into the trash. That's because starting last week, the Treasury Department and the IRS started sending out economic impact payments in regular white envelopes that could be confused for junk mail. Mansfield resident Elon Werner almost threw his away. I would not have known it was anything official from the government had I not opened it and really looked at it. It came in a nondescript white envelope with like the National Electronic Payment Company was the return address. And I could tell there was a credit card inside it and I just thought it was just a some kind of offer. So I opened it up and there was a letter with a debit card attached and a real, you know, just generic here's who you call to activate it. But there was a little slip of paper inside it that said, This is your federal stimulus payment, but if you just glanced at the envelope or just looked at the letter, you would have just thought it was some promotional um, program or even a scam. It just did not look very official at all. What'd you do with it? I activated it with a pen, and then I immediately took it to Bank of America and deposited it. I know in, in my neighborhood, on the same day that I got my debit card, two of my other neighbors got theirs, and then another friend that lives in Miralagos, she got it around the same time and totally thought it was a scam and threw it away. There is a process to get a new one in the event that you tossed your stimulus card into the rubbish. Simply call EIP Card Customer Service at 1-800-240-8100 and select the Lost Stolen option. Your card will be deactivated to prevent anyone from using it, and a new replacement card will be ordered. For more information, you can log on to eipcard.com. The long-awaited dog park is about to open. Mansfield Parks and Rec has announced that June 10th will be the official opening of Man's Best Field, located at West Broad and 6th Street. The seven-acre dog park will have four separate paddocks, two for small dogs and two for large dogs. The park will be open to residents and non-residents, but all dogs must be current on vaccinations and city registration. To see a complete list of the rules, log on to our website, aboutmansfield.com, and click on the Links tab. 
When the SpaceX launched this past weekend, it took more than some Mansfield students' hopes and dreams. It also took some of their hard work. About Mansfield's Stacy Main has the story. Learners at Ben Barber Innovation Academy made fixtures that are at the space station as part of a NASA STEM outreach program called Hunch. Hunch is the high school united with NASA to create hardware program. Tim Sherwood, precision metal manufacturing teacher at Ben Barber, explains more. Schools help them with a lot of different things. You know, it can be anywhere from cooking to machining or engineering. Schools can participate in different or all of the programs like software, hardware, and design and prototype, producing things like sleeping bag liners, handrails, and hygiene kits. Ben Barber participates in manufacturing parts for stowage locker containers. The excitement started in Caden Affleck's second year in high school. It was my sophomore year when we went and we went down to NASA, did the tour, and uh, saw all their facilities. It was just really cool to be able to be a part of it knowing and not knowing, and it just kind of happened. It was a really cool experience. Tyler Laurie with the NASA Hunch program saw promise in the students right from the first meeting. Just a lot of high-level questions and understanding, and the students themselves were very eager and uh, willing to tackle what is honestly a, a quite complex, seemingly simple part. At no point did we sense anything less than just 100% willingness and commitment and really zealous excitement in order to start tackling these parts. And uh, and that's unique. So for the two years, Sherwood Affleck and his class worked on the engineering and processing planning stages, making a sample for NASA and then producing the fixtures. Lori felt that the students were more than equipped and up for the challenge of meeting NASA's safety and quality assurance at Ben Barber. It's a very high-level machine shop, and and with the machines they had in place, as well as Mr. Sherwood uh, coming and being an educator right out of industry, uh, who wanted to tackle complex parts to challenge himself and his students, uh, that was really everything we needed to see uh, to see that they had uh, everything they needed to succeed. I was in automotive for the first semester, and I wasn't really feeling it. And then Sherwood came and talked to our class and asked, you know, if anyone wants to join, you know, you can sign up for next semester. And I thought it'd be something pretty cool because the shop is real nice. Um, all like the equipment they have and everything. It just seemed uh, cool because I like to use my hands and I'm not more, of course, CNC's on the technical side and computers and everything, but it's still a lot of you solving problems yourself and using your hands. It's not just reading a direction sheet and putting everything together. It's more you're fabricating. And I like the aspect of having a challenge where it's not just read the directions and everything's good. But when we think of manufacturing and machine shops, we aren't thinking of something as technical as programming or shiny as NASA, but we should be. A lot of people think of manufacturing as like an assembly line worker or they don't, they don't really think of, or maybe they think of welding, you know, manufacturing, they're thinking of welding. A lot of people forget about the machining side, where without machining really in our, in our world today, um, everything that we touch and use on a daily basis is at some point has to come in contact with a machine. Caden did start with learning how to work blow torches and stayed on long enough to move up to CNC levels, which then led to working on the NASA Hunch Project. The 20 parts were completed at the end of February, and Lori came to Mansfield to pick them up and have the classes sign the container lids that would go up into space. You go through your regular day classes where you have history, English, 
science and everything like that. But then when you get to go to Ben Barber and do the CNC, it's kind of like you're in the real world experience, but you're still learning, getting your certificates and learning all that kind of stuff while still actually being able to like do the work and not just someone showing you how to, you actually get to do hands on and build it yourself with like someone watching over you to make sure, of course, nothing goes wrong. Lori estimates up to 70 of these lockers have been delivered to the space station. Sherwood says they can hold many different items. Supplies for astronauts, research projects for NASA, something that they're, they're sending up there that they want to test um, and see how it reacts in space. Or um, they've even told us that they've used these storage containers as experiments in space for mock explosions or how it would react in space. The panels that, he, that we signed were not the parts that we built, but it is part of the assembly that we built for NASA Hunch. So our parts would be a storage container lid. That part's kind of small or smaller, but the part that we got to sign, all of the schools that were involved in the building process of those storage containers got to put their their names on those panels. Ben Barber's manufacturing class has been part of this program for the last two years. It is an ongoing project Sherwood is committed to continuing. It changes every year, too. So the, the part that we're working on right now is something that will continue as long as Nessa Hunch is in need for it, which there seems to be because I have about 100 blank pieces of material in the shop right now that are ready to machine. Um, so that, that part is something that we're going to continue next year. And, but there's also other opportunities that they come to us with. With Ben Barber, uh, I, I think I've, I've said everything I can say. They are a phenomenal school with a, a very, I would like to point out that their teacher and school board setup is is something that is unique. They are they support STEM, they support um, their students having the best environment possible to to get the experiences afforded to them, um, whether it's our program uh, or whether it's other programs. Uh, they do similar but different things across. A variety of industries. Lori, a graduate himself of the Hunch program, says that he wants to add to the 824 items that have been sent to the space station to include a piece of every Hunch student's work. I just wanted to emphasize that uh, while also pointing out that we are really excited that this past week with the Demo 2 uh, SpaceX capsule launch, that four NASA Hunch lockers were on board and making their way to the ISS is uh, truly exciting for ourselves, but our educators and our students all over the country to have their hard work, uh, you know, live streamed on TV and is, is a remarkable achievement that we would like to uh, really highlight. And uh, Ben Barbara was obviously a, uh, a part of that. Caden hopes to continue his manufacturing education with an internship during his senior year. Then he plans to attend Tarleton to study mathematical engineering and business. I thought that I was just going to be building, you know, little parts for the shop or fabbing up things for just random customers. And I never thought that the possibilities would go up that high to actually building parts that would actually go into the NASA, like, space shuttles. Reporting for About Mansfield, I'm Stacy Main.
The coronavirus has turned the economy upside down with people on furlough or outright losing their jobs. Companies from industries spanning from technology to retail are hiring to meet increased demand caused by the coronavirus pandemic. According to an article published by LinkedIn, companies such as The Home Depot, Lowe's, Ace Hardware, Kroger, Albertsons, Allied Universal, CVS, and many more are looking to hire between 20,000 and 50,000 new employees nationwide while Amazon and Instacart are looking to fill 175,000 to 300,000 new employment positions. You can access the LinkedIn list via our website, aboutmansfield.com. Just click on the Links tab. Saturday, June 6 marks the 76th anniversary of the invasion of Normandy, also known as D-Day, in an effort with allies to liberate Western Europe from Nazi Germany. We'd like to take a moment to thank our World War II veterans for their service to our country and a brief moment of silence for those who gave the ultimate sacrifice. Saturday is also National Gardening Exercise Day. Let's find out if Mother Nature is going to cooperate. Alexa? Here's the forecast for Saturday, June 6th in Mansfield. Look for mostly sunny weather with a high of 98 degrees Fahrenheit and a low of 76 degrees. How's the weather outlook for the upcoming week? Here's the weather in Mansfield for the next seven days. Wednesday, 92 degrees Fahrenheit and partly sunny weather. Thursday, 96 degrees and partly sunny weather. Friday, 98 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Saturday, 98 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Sunday, 97 degrees and mostly sunny weather. Monday, 93 degrees and intermittent clouds. Tuesday, 99 degrees and mostly sunny weather. That's a look at news and weather. If you have a news tip that you would like us to follow up on, send us an email to news at aboutmansfield.com. Again, that is news at aboutmansfield.com. Just a reminder to follow this podcast so you will be automatically notified when a new episode is released. The easiest way is to log on to our website at aboutmansfield.com and enter your email address under the Follow Podcast by Email heading on the homepage. About Mansfield can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeart Podcasts, and many more platforms. Coming up after the break, we will talk in studio about Mansfield's best-kept secret with restaurateurs Jan and John Cox of Stevens Garden Grill. And don't forget, we have the trivia question of the week a little bit later on in the episode. Stay with us. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry, and this is About Mansfield. It has literally carved the landscape of the planet itself. Yet beyond its beauty and its grace, it is essential to life itself. Water, it's awesome. Enjoy it. Just don't waste it. Visit waterisawesome.com. In 1999, Mansfield Cares was founded to be the safety net for those in need in our great city. Mansfield Cares built the first free medical dental eye clinic and the warehouse that is home to the only food bank in Mansfield. Our city's seven food pantries, Feed the Kids program, Back to School Bash, and college scholarships have all benefited from Mansfield Cares. Become a part of Mansfield's safety net. Donate today at mansfieldcares.org. That's mansfieldcares.org. Hi, this is Teresa Cohagen, Director for Visit Mansfield, and you're listening 
to About Mansfield. Welcome back to another segment of About Mansfield. I'm Steve Casillo with Colleen Daniel and Robbie Terry. And in the studio today, uh, for those of you who know me personally, you may have heard me use terms such as Mansfield's best kept secret or um, Mansfield's best hamburger. And there's a reason why I use those terms. And in the studio today, we have what I have uh, promoted you as off-the-beaten-path restaurateurs. And we'd like to welcome Jan and John Cox from Stevens Garden Grill to About Mansfield. Thanks for being here today. Thanks Thanks for having us. Let's go back and find out about Jan and John and and, and your history. The two of you, uh, Jan, I know you're from the Columbus, Texas area. Where, Where specifically? Well, originally I'm from Houston. Which is close to yeah, Columbus. It is. It's not too far. It's not too far. Yeah. Born and raised in Houston. And John, I know you have you have roots here in Mansfield, but uh, where are you originally from? Corpus Christi, Texas, 1954. And then when did you move to Mansfield? In 61. The two of you went to Texas A&M, and is that where you met? No, no. actually... John is a little bit older than I am. <laughs> no. Yeah, big time. <laughs> no, we actually met at the Mansfield Country Club, believe it or not. After I'd gotten out of college, I moved to Fort Worth and worked for the Tarrant County Extension Service. I have a, a master's degree in horticulture. And there was actually a Christmas party for the Texas Association of Landscape Contractors at the Mansfield Country Club. And so I was invited to that, and that's actually where I met John. And the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. Twenty-five years of great marriage. Very good. And and so with that that degree in horticulture, you opened a landscaping business. And you, what is your degree? Uh, my background is in agronomy, soil and crop science, and uh, just always loved playing in the dirt. And that led to the landscape company. Right. Well, John actually owned the landscape company when we met. And so after working for the Extension Service several years, um, I left there and went to work with him in the landscape company. And the company was called? Stevens Landscapes. But you had this passion, aside from landscape, yes, that you loved to cook. Yes. And how did landscaping lead to Stevens Garden Grill? Well, the the facility led itself to a to really a cool restaurant, in in downtown, railroad tracks, uh, not a lot of traffic, a lot of trees, a lot of openness, and so we had the building built to have a retail garden center. Then, I told myself when I, while living in Galveston at the time I was twenty seven, when I turned forty five, I was going to make a change, so. 45 came. Uh, we had the retail garden center, and uh, then we turned it into what you see now. Which was back in 2001, right? 2001, yes, sir. What were you cooking back in 2001? Uh, hamburgers, brisket, uh, got into catfish, steaks, ribeyes. Believe it or not, we had raw oysters and grilled lobster tails. Yes. <laughs> You had oysters, and that explains why around your parking lot you've got all the oyster shells, right? Yes, sir. Right. You, so you'd shuck the oysters, and they'd wind up, just toss them out the window into the parking lot? Right. And, yeah. Well, we'd gather them up eventually and use them as mulch in some of those areas. <laughs> it was Mansfield's first oyster bar. It had some good oysters. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. And so you opened in 2001. You have this wonderful outdoor patio with the, the uh, not only the two levels of the uh, the concrete, but then you've got the pea pebble, which leads to the dance floor and the stage. And you 
became literally a Mans- a downtown Mansfield pioneer in in live music. And I know you've had the likes of uh, Ray Wiley Hubbard on your stage. Rusty Weir. Rusty, that's who I was thinking of. Mm-hmm. Yes, Rusty Weir. Rusty Weir. We had Mr. Hubbard, uh, Davin James. How uh, Ketchum. How Ketchum. Uh, Willie and Lobo. Willie and Lobo. Terry Hendricks and, and, and uh, Lloyd Maines, Lloyd Maines yeah. right? Gary P. Nunn, if I didn't say Gary P. Nunn. And, we uh, were actually doing music out there before we even had the concrete patios. It was all that little pea gravel. Right. And we'd just set up folding lawn chairs and tell people to bring their own chairs and have concerts. And then with the, the live music that you've had out there, you've also hosted the uh, a couple of arts festivals and uh, where you've actually brought out bigger stages in your, your grass parking lot. And right, yes. Uh, I think the first arts festival uh, that was held um, in the historic Mansfield area was there at the restaurant. We'd close off some of the streets uh, in conjunction with DHM, Discover Historic Mansfield, and uh, so for several years, we had some really neat little um, arts festivals with live music. And as that event grew, it kind of moved into larger areas like downtown on Main Street. But, yeah. I neglected to say that's how you and I met was through DHM, Discover Historic Mansfield. Right. I still serve on that board. You served on that board. And and you and I, and, and this kind of plays into the, the live music that, that we were talking about. You and I were at a board meeting, and I had mentioned these little jam sessions that I used right. to have at my house. And you said, well, why don't you do it on our stage? You just do whatever you do, and we'll... We'll serve your guests, and 132 months later, we're still doing it. That's yeah. right. Isn't that amazing? That is. It. So in addition to all those big names we mentioned earlier, we've had lots of local talent. Sure. Um, lots and lots of local talent, and but none quite as long as uh, <laughs> Scott and Steve and now Steve Casilla. Right. Scott, my, <laughs> my former partner, Scott Wellmaker, and I were Scott and Steve, and we played 117 months wow. at Stevens, consecutive months. Until Scott moved to Tennessee, but I have uh, continued that uh, streak, right. if you will. And, and in addition to then the arts festival and the live music, you are also Jan, a pickle queen. Yes, I am. And uh, number I'm one, I'm an OG. You're an uh, OG, an original, an original pickle girl. Queen. <laughs> and, <laughs> so thank you for your what you do for the community. I know that the the queens go out there and do all these great things about uh, about the community, and 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 so you've been what then a queen for eight or nine years now, then right? Right. Yeah, I think. Well, this would have been our ninth. We didn't actually get to ride in the parade. Well, we made our own little parade, but. But you're still a queen. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And you'll always, in John's eyes, always be a queen. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. <laughs> yes. Very much. There you go. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the restaurant. As a restaurant owner, what's your biggest pet peeve? Telephones. <laughs> yeah. Big time telephones. <laughs> Telephone people looking at their telephones, or or the employees the, or your looking, employees looking, looking at the phone. telephones and. We can spend hours upon hours talking about talking about employees and telephones. It is amazing, though, that even customers, you know, families will be in there just looking at, the, at looking at their phones. Um, just a real quick funny story about that: we had a, a group of four um, 
mid-30s coming in, and I guess they had decided that they were not going to be looking at their phones, so they put them in a pile um, in the middle of the table, Mm -hmm. and the rules were that whoever touched their phone first had to pay the tab. I've done that. Well... They didn't turn their phones off, and somebody was getting a lot of phone calls. Somebody was trying to get in touch with them, and they would not touch that phone, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang. Um, and it rang audibly? It wasn't on? Yes, on... it was audible. Oh, no. Um, I think they finally did. I, they, they were getting some looks, but... What's your favorite menu item? Can I name a couple? Yeah, when you, <laughs> when you sit down in the office, it's time for a break, and you have something to eat. Chopped beef sandwich. John? Very, very good chopped beef. Mine? Yeah. Oh, wow. I do like the fried catfish and do like the hamburgers. Uh, chopped beef is awesome. I think some of the best in downtown are the best in Mansfield. Best in Texas. Best cool. in Texas, period. It's, uh, you know, we cook <laughs> it, we render it, we cook it, we add seasonings to it. So it's, it's not like when you go to the other barbecue stands where they cut a piece of meat off of the brisket and put it into a grinder, throw some barbecue sauce on it. Ours, we actually cook it, and uh, I have chopped brisket daily. What are your customers' most favorite items? Probably fish tacos. Ribs. Yeah. Baby back ribs, big time. Yeah. and Fish uh, tacos are up there on on the top of my list. Especially the hamburgers. Yeah, the ciabatta burger, mushroom Swiss bacon on ciabatta bread. Ooh. I think I did mention Mansfield's Sauteed best onions. burger. Yeah, we use Angus Choice, Cowboy Angus products. Burger. Yeah, pulled pork, Puerto Rican pork's coming on strong. Yeah, great for tacos. You enjoy experimenting then in the kitchen. I would assume, because you you started with one hamburger. Now you've got half a dozen. You mm-hmm. you you go into the kitchen say, okay, what am I going to create today, which could become the next menu item. Yes. With the scotch in hand, that works right. With the well. scotch in hand. So, <laughs> all right. So, how'd he's, you. He's not only creative with food, he's very creative with um, flavors behind the bar, as oh, you know. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. John's world famous margaritas. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, right, let's then start with the cowboy burger, which is very unusual. You've got the green salsa, you've got the, uh, uh, the over medium egg mm-hmm. on Texas toast. Yes, sir. How'd you come up with the cowboy burger? I just uh, tried it one day, had a thought in the mind, and and uh, I said, Mike, scoot over. I want to try this. Yeah. So we grilled the hamburger meat to your liking from rare to well done. We actually cooked that one to medium, Texas toast, mayonnaise, and uh, then the salsa verde, chipotle, uh, and, and uh, oil mixed together, and grilled onions. And uh, bacon. Oh, yeah. The Mike he's talking about when he said, Mike, scoot over. We'll have to just give him a shout out. That's uh, Mike Spirig. He's our yes. head cook and has been with us for 15 years. So the, it's. Uh, he still lets him get behind there every now and then and cook. <laughs> We're going through some tough times right now, especially for restaurants. And how are you surviving the COVID-19 days of owning a restaurant? Well, you know, we started doing the to-go that we could do, and that was a little bit of a shift in thinking and way of doing things. Um, And then, thankfully, they let us do some of the bar things to-go, and so that helped. Um, But really, it it was—we have to give 
credit to our customers who supported us and came and ordered all those to-go orders. And we, uh, we've we got a, a great group of um, loyal people and uh, couldn't do it without them. It's what makes it fun. Very true. And so prior to coronavirus, and, and it's been now a little over a year, you you changed your hours, you shortened up the amount of days that you're open. You're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What kind of feedback have you been receiving from, from your customers and, and, uh, and, and why the change? Well, we had talked about doing that for a long time. I think just after so many years, uh, we decided we'd try to push everybody into those three days. We've we've known of several places that have done that. I think our location lends itself. We're more of a destination. Right. Um, we're not someplace that you would just drive by on a Monday evening and say, hey, I'm going to whip in there. <laughs> uh, you got to know where we are, and, and you got to keep us in the back of your mind. So that was one of the reasons. You are kind of off the beaten path. Most definitely. <laughs> And to give the listeners uh, an idea of where you are, if you're in downtown Mansfield, all right, so you're at the corner of Main and Broad, which is right in the heart of downtown Mansfield. You're you're literally only about three blocks away, but you really have to know where those three blocks are. That's right. And you go up north uh, on Main Street to the next street, which is Oak. You hang a right. You come to a T intersection. You hang a left on Smith. And then you hang a right on Depot. Right. And there you are. Right. But, like... Like I said, you kind of have to know that you're out there. You could also come down broad and just take a ride on Sycamore. And there you are. And there you are. But most people that come that way, it kind of meanders through a residential area. And if people are coming there for the first time, they swear that they're lost or their GPS is wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> And I've always thought that... Um, your property, again, with the, the, the massive patio that you have in there, the pea pebble and the stage and, and the patio with the, uh, the concrete and whatnot, is Mansfield's only version of a hill country type restaurant. Yes. That when you go down to the hill country, at most of the restaurants are out on a large piece of land where people can, can, can stretch out. And yes, it, it really seems like uh, Stevens is the only place like that in Mansfield where you've got that place to just kind of stretch out on the patio. Hill yeah. country atmosphere in the heart of downtown Mansfield. Kids love it out there, too. There is a lot of, a lot of area, so kids like to come and, and play out there in the gravel, and they can run around, and they're not so restricted, and I think parents appreciate that, too. Tell... The listeners, again, where you're located, what's your address, what is your website address, how can people find Stevens Garden and Grill? Well, the address is 223 Depot Street. Um, just Google it. We should pop up there um, and trust your GPS. Um, it, it usually brings people right there. You're not really going to go into the funeral home. Just follow your GPS. You'll get to us. <laughs> All right, at the corner of Depot and Sycamore. Right, the corner yes. of Depot and Sycamore. And you've been there since 2001. Yes, sir. Mansfield's best kept secret. Yes. Absolutely. You want to have fun. some fun? Let's have some fun. Will you have some okay. fun? Okay. Okay. Sure. Rapid fire. Okay. Whatever comes to your mind. Come on, John, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Rapid fire. Just whatever comes to your mind. Here we go. Jan, what's your favorite U.S. city? Mansfield. <laughs> John, John, name a dessert you don't like. 
Mincemeat pie. <laughs> Jan, what's your favorite sport? Uh, softball. There you go. John, solitaire or poker? Poker. Jan, if you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Science. John, at what age would you like to retire? 65 now. Now. <laughs> Jan, what's a nickname your parents used to call you? Jan Jan. Jan Jan. John, what makes you laugh no matter what? The jovial side of me. Jan, do you have any tattoos? No. John, if you, uh, can you touch your toes without bending your knees? Mm, no, sir. <laughs> okay, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Jan and John Cox, owners of Stevens Garden and Grill, located at 223 Depot Street at the corner of Depot Street and Sycamore. You can find them on the internet at stevensgardenandgrill.com. You guys have been a pleasure. Thanks for coming in and talking to us on uh, about Mansfield. We'll uh, see you out at uh, Stevens Garden and Grill for for Mansfield's best burger. Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday at 3 o'clock. We open till 9 Thursday, Friday, 11 to 9. Yes. Thanks for being on right. About Mansfield. Thanks, Steve. Thank you, Steve. We'll be right back. Hi, this is John with Pool Aid, your local pool care specialist. The CDC has determined that pool maintenance services are an essential business due to the added threat of bacteria, algae, mold, and funguses that is a byproduct of the lack of cleaning in a chemical imbalance. Allow us to be an essential part of your pool. If you have any questions or concerns or need a certified professional to help keep your pool safe and clean, visit us on the internet at poolaid.net. That's poolaid.net. We're here for you. Meet Ed, movie buff, animal lover, safe driver. Five years of driving an ambulance teaches you a thing or two. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. When I see a car trying to rush past a turning bus, I get concerned. You see, when big vehicles turn right, they have to swing wide to make the turn. And that's a lesson you don't want to learn the hard way. When trucks and buses turn, let's you and I wait. It's It's our roads. It's It's our our safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. I sat at home Friday night in front of the TV and for two hours watched the protest in Dallas unfold on the local news. I went to bed around midnight with the concern that a few rocks and bricks had been thrown at Dallas police officers. The next morning, I was horrified to find out what had transpired after midnight. The chaos, not only in Dallas, but across the country, has gotten out of hand. You're on the internet right now. I know you are because you're listening to this podcast. You're just a click away from social media. It's time for you to use your voice, use your words to help stop the senseless rioting, looting, and burning. The pandemonium is no longer a racial issue. It's not a political issue. It's a societal issue. It involves every person within the sound of my voice and yours. Civil disobedience or peaceful protesting appears to be a thing of the past. It's one thing to protest or rally and exercise your First Amendment right. As a member of the media, I am 100% in favor of that. But when store windows are broken, shops are looted, owners are brutally beaten while trying to protect their livelihood, cars are overturned and set on fire, cities are trashed, it's a whole different ballgame. That's not a protest. That's about you. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. once said, In the end, we will remember not the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. It's time to end the silence. Speak out. Let your voice be heard about the rioting and the chaos across the country. It's senseless and needs to stop. That's my opinion. What's yours?
We welcome all feedback about the program. Feel free to chime in by sending an email to comments at aboutmansfield.com or by voicemail at 817-435-2938. Again, that's 817-435-2938. We will read or play back some of the comments in a future episode. Congratulations to Mark Walker, who was the first person to email the correct answer to last week's trivia question. What was the Blessing Funeral Home's two-story building originally used for in 1877? Dr. John Collier and his family occupied the lower floor, while the upper floor housed the female educators and students of the Mansfield Male and Female College. Mark has won a $25 gift card to El Primo's Grill and Cantina. After the break, this week's Trivia Question of the Week. I'm Colleen Daniel, and this is About Mansfield. Hi, it's Tori DeVito. In every family, small conversations can make a big impact. Like when my dad shared his experiences as an alcoholic. Your honesty about that part of your life gave me a sense of integrity that I wanted to uphold in my own life. I wanted you to know from someone who's been in recovery more than 30 years now, that hard work is what creates success, not alcohol or other drugs. I said it a lot, and I'm glad you took it to heart. Talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. It's time right now for the highly coveted, wildly popular trivia question of the week. The first person to email the correct answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com will receive a $25 gift card to Fish City Grill, home of the world-famous Oyster Nachos. You can find them at the corner of Debbie Lane and 157 or on the internet at fishcitygrill.com. Let's get to this week's question. Colleen? Well, Steve... The Mansfield Independent School District not only has a collection of elementary, intermediate, middle, and high schools, but also pre-K, STEM, and career and technology academies, as well as an alternative education center and an early college high school. This week's trivia question is, all totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Email your answer to trivia at aboutmansfield.com. Again, all totaled, how many schools are there within the MISD organization? Good luck, and thanks to Fish City Grill for the gift card. Coming up next week on About Mansfield, continuing coverage of the coronavirus, how it affects the lives of Mansfield residents, and we will talk in studio. Fascinating Mansfield resident and retired NASA engineer, Dennis Webb. The show will be released on Wednesday, June 10th. Until then, don't forget to follow this podcast if you haven't already, so you never miss an episode. It's free and it's easy. Just enter your email address on our website, aboutmansfield.com. We will never send you any spam. We promise. Thanks for listening. For calling Daniel and Robbie Terry, I'm Steve Casillo. This is about Mansfield.